You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. And I want to start today with a picture that was circulating on Twitter on Sunday night, <laughs> which is not usually how I start a segment. But I found this interesting. I'm not going to spend. I promise you guys this. I find the Gary Patterson to Texas situation somewhat fascinating. I mean, part of me just thinks it's a guy that wants to keep coaching. This is an offer he got. It's in a place he's familiar with. Totally makes sense. Obviously, with all the history at TCU, that complicates things. I'm not going to spend every you know moment of the show dissecting different things that happened during his Texas tenure. I don't expect any time there's Gary Patterson news to come here and do a segment. But I just thought this was intriguing. O'Shawn Mathis went on an unofficial visit to UT over the weekend. And if you're not real familiar with how this process works, which I imagine you guys are, because you listen to the podcast, you're probably pretty plugged into college sports. But usually when recruits take either an unofficial visit or an official visit, they get pictures made of themselves in the uniform of the team they're visiting. And so there were some pictures of O'Shawn there at UT. Uh, Not surprising, right? Like, that's pretty typical. And then in the last picture, Gary Patterson's there, and they're both kind of squatting down, and they're throwing up the hook'em horns. And so that made the rounds on Sunday because it's just still so strange to see him in different attire, to see him repping a different school. It's bizarre. The reason I found it interesting was just because I didn't really expect him to be involved in the recruiting process much. Now, it makes sense with Mathis because he coached him forever at TCU. And I would think part of the reason O'Shawn's going there is because he knows Gary and you know, GP is essentially kind of bringing him with him. Um, but I just wonder, like, is he going to be involved in that kind of process from here on out? Because I, I wouldn't think that an analyst would be a big factor when it comes to the recruiting game. And that I never got the sense that, I mean, Gary was a coach for 20 plus years, head coach 20 plus years. So he knew how to recruit. And, he understood that it's a huge part of the gig, but I didn't necessarily get the impression or idea that that was like his favorite thing. Like some head coaches, that's just what they do. Uh, they recruit, they develop at a decent level. They're good X's and O's coaches, but where they shine is in the recruiting game. And Gary was more of a developmental scheme, putting guys in the right position type of head coach than he was just let's go out there and get every five-star available. But I wonder how you guys feel because, I mean, I I find a lot of this just sort of funny and bizarre. And I don't hold a lot of ill will towards GP. Like, it annoys me to a certain extent that he went to UT because it does seem sort of like a screw you sign to TCU. But the bottom line is, like, Frogs let him go. He can do what he wants, right? 
he seemed to really enjoy beating Texas when he was in Fort Worth. And I think that's a game he circled every year because of the brand, because of who they are, because he had a great understanding of if I win that game, that really bodes well for me, regardless of how our season goes, just because that's a memory that people can hold on to. And I think he'll bring an attitude to that program that is needed. Like, I, I feel like Texas needs sort of a a guy there that has a chip on their shoulder that is not, um, that doesn't believe, like, oh, we've made it, we're already here. Um, but I was just sort of intrigued and surprised to see that they're using him in this fashion. Now, it might just be a one-off thing. Mathis, TCU kid coming into town. Makes sense. It's just something I want to keep an eye on moving forward. But, yeah, let me know. Um, either at Simcox Steven or at Lockdown TCU, what your thoughts are about Gary going to Texas and just, you know, how he's been pretty active and vocal so far. Or vocal's not true because he hasn't really talked a lot. But, you know, his face is popping up in UT gear early and often in his tenure there. I tend to be just more laid back in general about these things. Like I, I find sports to be humorous and um, I try not to take it as seriously as, as some people do, but I totally get emotions run high. So I don't know what your thoughts are specifically seeing him in that environment, um, repping TCU and trying to get a, a player there. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's funny to see it play out, and it was uh, it was intriguing to see everybody's reaction to it. As far as Oshan in Texas goes, I wish him the best. You know, I think I, I said this to Jonathan Davis, who was the host of Locked On Longhorns. Expectations really played a big part in how his time at TC was viewed, because uh, he was fairly productive. Uh, it was just. He was hyped up to be one of the best to ever come through the program, and that didn't really materialize. And my only other gripe is that he did seem to feast on bad offensive line play. Like, when they played bad teams, he showed up and had big games. Uh, when they didn't, he struggled. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe they can unlock a different version of him at Texas. That's easy to good for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, Gary Patterson throwing up the hook'em horns. Trying to show some swagger, some drip there with O'Shawn Mathis. Leaning into this job. I mean, he, he's not somebody that does anything halfway. So, it doesn't shock me. He's sort of like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, but it was surprising to me to see him kind of, you know, being, being the hype man for the UT program and for O'Shawn Mathis over the weekend. When we come back, uh, TCU baseball in action today. And we'll uh, look at the TCU Big 12 tournament as well, or the Big 12 tournament for TCU basketball. That's all coming up on Locked on Horn Frogs. Okay, Locked on Horn Frogs segment two. Uh, TCU baseball, they're trying to bounce back from a tough weekend series against Kentucky, losing two or three of the Wildcats. Pitching was not good, especially the bullpen. And Austin Krobe and uh, Riley Cornelio struggled more than they um, had earlier in the year and their respective starts. So they take on Army this weekend, uh, which Army was in the regionals last year. They were in that Lubbock regional, and pl- they played Tech pretty tough in game one. So that should be um, a decent test as well. But Louisville on Tuesday, Louisville today, as you're listening to this on Tuesday, 
and it's on the ACC network at 11 a.m. So if you uh, are somebody who can put up another screen at work and try to watch a little bit of baseball in the middle of the day, um, this would be a good opportunity for you to do that. I want to see Cam Browning as the better lineup. You know, he's been sharp this year. He's been good in these Tuesday situations. I assume he'll get the start today. Um, And Louisville, Power 5 team, ACC team, this will be a fun one. And, you know, Tuesday games are not – like, ultimately, you want to win as many as you can. You want to have a high percentage in these games. But they're not the end-all, be-all. However, after a tough weekend series uh, against Kentucky – and conference play is coming down the pipe pretty fast here. It would be nice for TCU to bounce back, get a win, get back home, you know, have a weekend series there in Fort Worth, and hopefully springboard into conference play against Baylor um, a couple weekends from now with a good feeling with some momentum going into the meat of the Big 12 schedule. Uh, Big 12 baseball looks tough. Now, Oklahoma State has been really good. They got swept by Gonzaga over the weekend which was surprising. Um, Texas finally dropped a game to UCLA on Sunday. But, man, they're playing fantastic baseball. They look like the consensus number one team. Texas Tech is just hitting the ball like crazy, as they always do. They're actually taking on Mississippi State, the defending national champions in their midweek set. And uh, State's been sort of up and down this year, but that should be a good look at where the Red Raiders are at so far going into the season. And then, you know, Baylor's playing well. Um, They beat LSU and UCLA at the Shriners uh, Classic over the weekend. So, a lot of good teams in Big 12 baseball and should be fun to see how it plays out. But, yeah, Louisville in a a midweek tilt. That should be a good one. And ready to see Cam Brown, um, you know, against a, a, a team that can hit and mash a little bit today and getting this at 11 a.m. start saw uh, the team on Monday went and checked out um, Louisville Slugger and went and saw how those bats are made which I'm sure for a bunch of diehard baseball guys is a really cool experience I've heard the tour there is outstanding so Kirk Sarley's trying to build some chemistry build some rapport with this team um, early on in the year and make sure they uh, are fighting for each other as the season goes on okay Big 12 tournament Starting up on Wednesday, uh, but the Frogs will play on Thursday against Texas. And um, tournaments are, conference tournaments are always fun. You know, I saw UT Chattanooga, they clinched their uh, spot in the NCAA tournament with a buzzer beater tonight. Uh, the Navy women did the same thing. They got a buzzer beater um, to move on in advance. So the, the smaller tournaments, right, like it's, it's a huge deal. This is how you get bids. Big 12 tournaments, always good basketball. Texas has been a tough matchup for TCU. Ran them off the court in Fort Worth. And then Frogs had a 10-point lead in that game down in Austin with about 12 minutes left. Looked like they were going to take a victory, and Texas just slowly sort of chipped away at that lead and suffocated them on defense. Um, You know, the thing UT does well is they rebound. And that's something that TCU has hung their hat on all year long. They've only been out-rebounded in five games this year, but two of those have been against Texas. This is all Colin Post who uh, writes for TCU 360, and he also recently joined the 247 Network Horn Frog Blitz. Um, he posted some excerpts from media availability today, and Jamie Dixon says he thinks his team's firmly in the tournament, but obviously they want to go win, and um, rebounding was a big point of emphasis for them as they get ready and get prepared for this Texas game. So uh, a good opportunity to get you know a resume-building, resume-certifying victory against a good Texas team. 
also just give yourself uh, some good vibes going into tournament play. I mean, you'd hate to lose three straight before you hit the biggest game of your season if and when um, you get in there and you get seated properly uh, on Selection Sunday. So should be fun, should be good. Excited for TCU. Um, they have not played well in Big 12 tournaments as of late, so winning one game would be some nice progress and hope the Frogs can do that. On Thursday, that'll be an 11:30 tip. So, yeah, not a lot of work getting done for TCU fans this week. Baseball today, TCU basketball on Thursday during the work day. We'll be covering it all. We'll be back tomorrow. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.